This episode of The Faithful Agent brought to you by our sponsors, Rachel Inman with The Mortgage Mamas and our sponsors at Patreon.com. Christians in real estate, let's dive right in and learn how to grow our business and grow our faith. Tyler, live events change lives. We were together in March in Virginia Beach, and I was so pumped up to see so many Christian agents gathering together to grow their business and their faith. We've just got to do it again. Let's get together in beautiful Ashburn, Virginia, right outside our country's capital on October 19th and 20th. Live events really do change lives, just like Janet, who came to that conference wondering how to marry her business and her faith and leaving totally fired up to serve the Lord through her business. Go to faithfulagent.com forward slash conference to get your ticket now. Go there right now. We can't wait to meet you. What's up, Faithful Agents? Welcome back to another episode of the Faithful Agent Podcast. Finally, once again, we have Tyler, who has decided to show up with me again. It's good to have you back, buddy. I've missed you. How you doing? You don't mean any of that, uh, but I'm happy to be here uh, acting as your governor again, <laughs> making sure that the slow moves in progress forward. I absolutely meant most of that. So it's fun to have you here. And man, I forgot to get a joke now that I think about it. Wow. I used my joke last time and I was making fun of myself and then you piled on. Hmm. And then I think I just lost it. Okay. So. Well, the whipping boy will jump in there and pick up where Please. you uh, lack. So. I wondered why you're oh, here. Exactly. And I, I think this is cute. <laughs> One of the uh, so what we've been doing a lot with Zoe now. Um, so my little my boys turned five uh, a week ago, and then our little daughter is two and a half, and she loves just doing everything that the boys do every night. And we do this uh, flashcard speed game contest of the fruits of the spirit. Um, and the boys who can say the first one sometimes it's just a picture, sometimes it's the word. And uh, and they get super competitive on who can get five out of the nine uh, first to win. And now Zoe loves just like repeating it. And it's like the sweetest music to my ears, just like saying it to her. And then she says it back to me. Um, so that's a quick little anecdote. But our joke of the day is um, what is a believer's favorite fruit? Spiritual. Oh, yeah. Hey, I like that actually. Yeah, that's funny. That's, that's like legit funny. I don't know how that story played in. I was like waiting for that to be a punchline. Well, I mean, I get it. It was a story about my kids. Is that not good enough for you in the show? And the, learning the fruits fine, of the spirit. Just, but I, it, you know, listen, you know the rules. You get to talk about your family if I go first, uh, right? That's clearly the rules. No, I'm kidding. I just thought that was your joke. And then when you did it, and I was like, oh, that's cute. I wonder what Zoe said that was like funny. I can't wait that's for Ashley to start talking. I'm really excited yeah. for this. So <laughs> watch it too. Hey, so by the way, we've got a great guest. If Ashley's still here and she had left, like, what am I doing with these fools? Uh, Ashley Edge is with us today. She's been in real estate for uh, five years. She started in Florida, went to Virginia, now has a team that serves Florida, Virginia, North Carolina, and California is opening this month. Their goal this year is to do 300 transactions, which is awesome. Her husband is active duty military. She's got four kiddos from 15 to 15 months, uh, which is also incredible. You've done all of that uh, and been a mom and a homeschool mom up until this year, which praise God for your faithfulness in that. So super excited to have you here. One of your challenges is how do you be firm yet loving? And I said, that's my challenge with Tyler too. So excited <laughs> to learn from you, Ashley. Thanks so much for being here, Ashley. Before, um, I want to dive into your challenge and in being firm and consistent systems, right? 
but but walk us through like it's only been five years and you're already killing it. So how did you get into real estate and kind of tell us your story of what brought you to this point today? Mm, okay. So it's honestly funny how I started real estate. You really wouldn't ever think this because I feel like most people say, well, you know, I wanted to do real estate because I love helping people and I love serving people, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, that's cute. That's fun. I, I love people too, but that's not why I started. I literally started because I was babysitting for our realtor and she sat down on my couch and cried because she had to cut a check to the IRS for enough money to buy a brand new Tahoe in cash. And I was like, hold on, you're paying me <laughs> this little bit of money to babysit your baby and you now are doing that. Like you have that much money. So I was like, okay, I, I want to figure this out. And she was like, you know, I think you'd be great at it. And I was like, okay, well, guide me. Let's do this thing. And then I just kind of followed her and jumped right in. Wow. So, right. Somebody looks at that as, oh man, I can't believe I'm writing a check for whatever. And the other person's like, wait a minute, how much money do you have to make to write a check that big? Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. I want to figure out where that is. <laughs> yeah. So you get in to the industry, I think you said you started solo, if I'm correct, and then you started to build a team, which you, you started to build a team pretty fast, right? So what was that progression like for you? Why did you get into team building so Um, Yeah, so honestly, when I started, like I said, I told the girl that I was babysitting for, I was like, you know, if I could just do one house a year, I don't need to make anything like what you're making, you know, just one house a year. And then I started and I was kind of doing that. You know, my first year I did eight houses and we had a cat five hurricane hit in Panama City where we were and we lost everything. Our lives were uprooted and my husband got sent to Virginia. So sent me to start everything there. And I just dove right in. I was like, if I'm going to rebuild this and no one, you know, like I grew up in that area of Virginia, but I hadn't been there since I was a kid. I was like, all right, I'm going to figure this thing out. So I'm going to go all in. Um, I'm going to serve the military community. There's a massive influx of people that are just like me right now that have lost everything. They have no idea what they're going to do. They've been living in this for months. Like, let me help them figure it out. So that's what I did. I, you know, started running a group that uh, specifically works with military community that strives to serve them, guide them through the process. And I just kind of became their local resource. And I started with that. And as I provided the knowledge and the information, it was like, oh, by the way, I'm a realtor. While you're here, if you decide to buy a house, I'd love to help. So that just started picking up. And to the point where I was like, I can't handle these people on my own. I can't do this. I need a team. I need to support. And I started thinking back, right? You know, like I started this when I was truly babysitting someone else's kids. So what other moms who else can I help figure this out that can help me? In turn, it helps them financially, and we're still helping the military families. That's really cool. I love that. So it was really out of necessity, right? That's such a different way to get into building a team, right? Most people are like, oh, I just wanted to sell a thousand homes a year or whatever, so I needed a team to do it. And you're like, no, I just had too much going on. And so kind of this necessity for, for you to do that. So love that the heart was very purposeful. I want to serve the military community with buying and selling homes, but then I want to serve these moms to give them opportunities, right? Like the one that, that you had. So is that how it grew? Like why these particular states, Florida, Virginia, North Carolina, now California? Is that through the relationships you have, the network that you have, but why those particular areas? Yeah. So um, 
obviously, like I said, the way I built this was around military community. So I have friends that are throughout the country and I started a group called Virginia. So you want to be in real estate? And then I was like, you know, I'm not just going to add my people in Virginia. I'm going to add people all over. I'm going to add all my girlfriends that I think could be impacted by becoming a real estate agent. So I kind of started doing that and I was pulling people from all over um, different military bases and it just kind of grew. I think it's so cool when there's so much truth to the reality of if you help, I always call it like unlocking, if, if you will, someone's brain to say, wait a minute, I can create own business. I can create my own path, right? I can earn whatever I want to earn or what I need to do. And I can do it at a really high level. There's this moment where someone goes from, for your example, I'm just a stay at home mom to wait a minute. I am a mom. And I also have this great ability if they, you know, if they choose and they go that way, I can also do these things, right? Or that dad, we interviewed a guy who was a teacher and that's great. But then he realized, wait a minute, I think I can do this too at a really high level. And so, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to make a shift. And it was like that mental shift is really where it was, right? It wasn't the action shift. Those things came later, but it was this mental shift where I feel like so much of what you're talking about is you're going to these people and saying, I can help unlock a new opportunity you didn't even know was possible for you. And that must create a lot of buy-in for these agents to say, I want to stick around with Ashley. You're the one that gave me that opportunity, right? Have you seen that play out that way? Absolutely. And I think a lot of it comes to the fact that I do come from it, from that exact perspective of I was the mom sitting on the couch. I was the mom calling her own mom at Christmas, like, Hey, can you know, can you hit me up with like a little bit of extra so that I can make the Christmas like super magical, you know? Um, (laughs) so I was that mom. So I think when I'm honest and I'm genuine, because people who look at me now, they're like, oh, well, you know, she has it all together. She's got this, she's got that, you know, it it looks great. And I'm like, it does. And it is, it's great now, but I worked my butt off to get there. And what did that look like? And where did I start? And I love encouraging other people that it doesn't matter where you're at. You can get there too. You know, faith of a mustard seed and you can, it can really empower. So that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I think so much of, you know, you talked about consistent systems and that's such a bad word in real estate for people. They hate the word systems when, you know, my, my encouragement always to people is if you, you know, my wife and I, we go on a date once a month, right? We go on a day date twice a month. Um, I have family night with my family and my kiddos on Fridays or Saturdays. That's a system, right? We repeat it because it's important. So everything in life that you care about is a system. So let's get over the weirdness of that word, right? But Having a team that's that successful, that is that spread out must require you to have consistency in the actions your agents are taking, consistency in the transactions coming through, right? All of those pieces. How do you have such a, such a focus on systems yet still, how do, how do you encourage your team? We're going to follow the system, but yet we're going to stay focused on people, right? Because I think that's a challenge for, for a lot of agents. If I just become the systems person, then the people aren't going to matter anymore. Now it's just this big machine and I'm going to do this. And so I don't want, I don't want systems because if that's the case, then I'm just going to love people. How do you do both? Right. Cause clearly you've had to do both. Yeah. I think, I think people kind of have, they look at it in a backwards viewpoint. They're looking at it in a way that you said, whereas I look at it as my systems free my time for me to love on my people without the system. I'm stuck doing all the extra things that no longer, my time is no longer valuable in that area. I need to utilize and do a different thing. And I need to 
I need to be loving on my people. I need to be encouraging my team. I need to be training my team. I need to be empowering them, giving them all that they need to work. And I can't do that if I have to do the back end. Furthermore, if you don't have systems, we've encountered this as a team as well, and you rely solely on yourself or other people on the team to do it, people leave, people grow, things change, life happens. And when that happens, your whole team, your whole world, your whole business is shaken because of that. Whereas if you have the systems, systems don't leave, systems don't change. They may be upgrade, modify, but they don't change. So your entire business is not going to shake and rattle when one person moves or decides to make an adjustment in their life if you have a system in place. Mm. That's really good. I think it's so cool. And and Tim, I want to hear your thoughts too, but I think it's so cool actually to think of, yeah, here you are five years later and probably, you know, you're, you're watching this woman's kids and you realize what she does and says, wait a minute, I want to go figure that out. Right. And you probably didn't wake up uh, that morning before you had this aha moment and think, wow, I'm, uh, I bet, you know, if I went out today, I could build a massive business. Like that probably wasn't what you were thinking, right? That's not the kind of work you're going to do. And yet the ability that the Lord has given us, so much of what we're going to talk about at this upcoming conference is finding your God-given purpose. That's, that's the whole theme of this conference, right? And it's the Lord has uniquely gifted you, right? You have a unique ability that other people don't have because the Lord gave it to you. Right. And it's variations could be various, the same kind of thing, whatever, doesn't matter. But our job is to understand what that is and utilize that to the best of our ability. Right. The parable of the talents. I don't know if I'm a one talent guy, a five talent guy, a 10 talent guy, whatever, but I know the Lord has given me something and my job is to give it back. Right. And to double that and, and to do that well. And so I think it's so cool that people could be sitting here today listening to this, this episode and think, man, I'm just doing like whatever, 10 deals a year. I'm barely making it. I guess I'm not that talented. And the reality is, no, in five years, everything can be different, right? Ashley didn't come into this industry thinking, look how good I am at selling real estate, right? Because nobody knows that until they do it. It's this mindset shift. It's like you said, it's that willingness to go do what needs to be done and not just bury your talents in the sand. Actually invest them and figure those out. You've seen that to you a lot in, in athletics and in, in the work that you're doing now, right? In land acquisition. What do you think on that? Yeah. I, well, I want to ask real quick, something that jumped into my mind as you were, were talking about systems and how critical they are, set them, run them, run them well, master them. This is a question that applies to all that we do. We're talking about real estate right now, but I'm thinking about families. I'm thinking about relationships, marriages. I mean, systems are things that are just those rocks that we talk about, those anchors and that we build out around from that. But how do you establish systems? You're talking to Ashley about bringing people from different walks of life, people from all over the place, bringing them onto your team, giving them an opportunity, teaching them, creating runway for them. That systems, not everybody jives with the same system, right? So everybody's talents are different. Everybody's gifts are different. And they might not necessarily mesh um, with the system that you have in place as the team lead, the system that you have in place as mom as wife, like we all have these expectations that are set systems that are set in place. How do you adapt um, your systems and, and mold them so that the talents that your kids, spouse, team members um, are maximized and, and um, utilized in the best ways? Okay. So I don't have a complete answer for that, but I would say that what we typically do, and I utilize this, like you were saying, as mom, spouse, and business owner, team leader, is we're going to take what works for today 
and I am going to divvy out the rest based on who I feel like can handle what they can at each given time. So if I have one system that I have three agents that I feel like would do amazing with it, maybe I open that system completely to them and they have all the tools and all the resources and they can use it. But agents four, five, six, seven, whatever, you know, maybe they're not as successful with that system or they don't necessarily have the personality that I feel like would run with that best. Um, I kind of hold back on what they're allowed to use and we inch our way into that. You talked about earlier too, you know, the consistent systems, but being firm yet loving. How do you, how do you do that in a context where I care about you, right? I'm going to succeed by helping you succeed, right? As a team leader, but also these are the systems and you just need to use them. I'm sorry if you don't like it or whatever. How do you balance that conversation with somebody? Um, I, it's hard. A lot of what I do is just reminding them, you know, I care deeply about you and I want you to be the most successful person as possible. I would be doing you a disservice if I allowed you to have access to all of this at this moment when I don't feel like you're ready. Or because I'm utilizing this system and I feel like you're great for it. I feel like you have the personality that will mesh with it. I feel like the talents that you have are great for it, but you don't buy in. I'm going to push you to do it anyway because I love you and I believe in you. And I feel like by doing that for you, you are going to, in 90 to 120 days, you're going to see the full benefit. But you got to go all in for me because I'm going all in for you by utilizing this system, setting it up and getting it ready for you. Do you want to generate more leads, create more leverage and have more life? Do you want to build business the way the Lord called you to by serving and loving people? Well, we want to help. I've sold over 500 homes in just eight years, all by relationship, and I show you how in my eight-part e-course on the foundations of lead generation. Just go to faithfulagent.com, click get the e-course to learn more, and just for being a faithful listener, use promo code podcast for $100 off. Now, back to the show. Yeah, that's great. I think I think that's so good. I think uh, the first example that jumps into my mind is our kids, right? Like they don't, they're not going to all learn the same way, especially in the homeschool environment. Um, you know, we can't just throw, hey, you got to go do this work right here, and if you don't get it done in X amount of time, then it's it's failure. That's not fair expectations for your for your kids. It's not fair expectations for your team to say, hey, you have to use this system in this exact way every single day to get the same results because not everybody's talents are one and the same. So as a leader. Our responsibility is to take that framework, that infrastructure that is valuable, the things that are the non-negotiables, um, the, the backbone of your business, um, the moral compass of your family, um, the, the calling in scripture to your marriage, all of the, the, the firm foundation that's unchanged. You can't change any of that stuff. That's what we got to get right. We got to nail this every single uh, step of the way. We got to all be on the same page here. And if we're not on the same page on the primacy of these issues, let's start right here. And then in terms of building out the systems beyond that, that's where you got to, as a great leader, you got to recognize strengths, you got to recognize opportunities and where somebody's plate, plate might not be big enough to handle what you're trying to put onto it. But as a leader, that is, that's, that's a big cross to bear. Um, that's a lot of responsibility. And that's why being a leader is a high calling and something that somebody who is a team lead, somebody who is a parent, who is a spouse, I keep saying all those three things, but they're, they, 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 they operate, operate in the same template. All three of those things are really high callings. So don't undervalue them. When you take in those things, you wake up each and every single day, take, take them with the significance that they are and, and don't take them for granted. 
because, you know, there's a specific calling to each of those going out. So I appreciate you saying all that, Ashley, and the humility that requires to do each of those things well, especially with so many different walks of life. And I hope that that's encouraging to all our listeners. Yeah. Did you also say the word primacy? Yeah. Is that how you pronounce that? Sure, G. You want to you want to look it up in the dictionary? No, 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 look, I've argued with you before and found out I was yeah. wrong like three times That's in it. a row. So I, I just didn't know. That's how you say that word. Oh, well, I'm learning something. This, this is Great. good. Yeah, I think that's that's huge, Ashley. I mean, so much. Uh, one of the challenges I think that people have, whether it, success in business is about people, it's always going to be about people, right? whether that's your clients, whether it's people that work for you, whether that's just the way you interact with other agents, and the way you care for them or the way that you are uh, have integrity or whatever. I think one of the one of the reasons, in my opinion, a lot of people don't try to build a team or whatever is they're afraid of those kinds of conversations, right? They're afraid of having to be firm yet loving. And I think the reality is, just like you shared, you didn't know how to say that day one, right? You figured those conversations out. There's there's a sanctification that's happening in you as well. And I think that's one of the most fascinating parts of being a, a Christian business owner is that I'm getting sanctified at the same time that they're getting sanctified, right? The people that work for me or work with me. And so we're all sinners. It, it, you put two sinners in a room, it doesn't all of a sudden become magic, right? There's still sinful things that happen and there's tendencies and challenges. So for you as a believer in running a big team and running, having this big goal and expanding all of these things, how do you stay, to Tyler's point, how do you stay grounded and focused primarily right where you are, which is in your family and in your marriage, but also then how do you stay focused on honoring the Lord and not just uh, going after the next big goal, right? That's such a tendency for us. So how do you stay grounded in those things? I think reminding myself of my own little motto that my business coach told me early on, which is do less better is a big one for me. Um, you know, everybody always talks about the hustle and the grind and, you know, how much more can we do? How can we achieve this or that? But if we really slow down and we focus on doing less better, then we can really shift that mindset. And I think for me, I constantly bring myself back to the fact that if I'm grounded, if I am connected with the Lord, if I am studying the word and, you know, doing all the things that I'm supposed to do to feed my own soul, everybody that is around me and that I motivate or impact on any level is getting a better version of that and they're getting what they actually need. If I let that slide, I start to see, even if I don't have all Christians on my team or you know they're not all believers surrounding me, their lives are impacted when I'm not in agreement and in my correct walk with the Lord. All of that changes. So I think just over the years, seeing that over and over and watching my kids and I'll reference, you know, my 15 year old the most because she's at an age where you really can see the value and the change. If we're not doing what we're supposed to do, if we've skipped a couple Sundays for church because of X, Y, Z, or she's missed youth, or we're just not, you know, as connected as a family as we could be, you can see a complete difference in her than you can if we're doing what we're supposed to. And I think the same follows for the business. That's good. I love that saying, do less better. That's really good. Yeah, and the focus of that. And and it is, it's a tangible result. And, and I know you're not saying this, so I'm clarifying for anyone who might've thought she said, we study the word and we pray because it makes us better at business. That's not what she's saying. Uh, it, it, it is our calling. It's our responsibility, right? 
and and it's our joy. Now, it doesn't always feel like joy, right? So don't don't hear me say that either. But it is our prayer that it would be joyful to be in the Word and be among His people. And I think that's absolutely right, Ashley. That the reality of you, the closer you understand the Word and the depth and the truth who God is, the more you reflect His character. And His character is all that is good, right? There's nothing good that is not reflected in His character. And so I think that makes you attractive as a business owner, attractive as a parent, all of those things. And it absolutely stems from where's the source of your strength? Where's the source of your grounding? Where's the source of your confidence that you can go be firm yet loving with somebody? And that is the most loving thing is to say, I love you. That's why I'm going to tell you to go do this, right? It is that confidence in, in your faith and in your walk with the Lord. And so I love that. As you look out towards the future, where are you hoping to go? Do you have a big grand vision or is it kind of, we build piece by piece? What does that look like? Hmm. Um, I have a vision to continue, continue to impact other moms and continue to empower women, even if they're maybe not a mom, um, but in showing them, you know, what they can achieve. Um, just because I feel like we take role as spouse and mom and then we kind of forget ourselves so I just I have a vision of one day maybe speaking to other moms like in a big setting uh doing I don't know maybe a book one day something fun to impact other mothers and just empower them and encourage them to lean in to the Lord lean into their gifts and their talents and just hold on and trust where that can take you I love that it's amazing Ashley if somebody wants to connect with you, which who wouldn't after this, uh, or wants to potentially join your team, um, how would they reach out to you? What's the best way for them to, to get connected? Yeah. So the best way would be on Facebook. Um, I handle the majority of my business intake there so they can reach out to me directly. Or um, I have a page, which I referenced during the podcast, Virginia, so you want so you want to be in real estate. Um that's a page where a lot of agents have came to me um, and got a lot of guidance and growth and encouragement. That's really cool. I love that. Final question. We asked anybody here, you're a part of the faithful agent community, right? Why is being part of a Christian community specifically in the real estate space important? I feel like our job is tough and we constantly encounter people that whether intentionally or unintentionally think that, there's two types of people and they either look at us one way or the other. One way is these people know it all. They should have all the answers and they don't respond to me in five seconds. What is their problem to these people are idiots, money hungry. They know nothing. They're real estate agents because they couldn't go to school or whatever, you know, and that's the two versions that they look at us. So I feel like having a community that pulls us back to who we really are, which is solely through the Lord. And, you know, how we can empower others and um, just reminding us who we are and why we're doing what we're doing and why we were created to do exactly those things. I think it's imperative to have that group of people on your side if you want to remain successful. That's good. Well, uh, Tyler, we just got fired. I think Ashley's going to run this community now. Uh, <laughs> but what a great vision. Ashley, we're so grateful that you joined us. Uh, thanks for sharing your wisdom and your heart with, with us and our audience. Uh, it, it was an, it was great. I mean, it really was and encouraging. Uh, faithful agents out there, come to the conference. 
October 19th and 20th, you can see Tyler Wilson in person. It will be, <laughs> he's smiling. Uh, I don't know why I said that, but it'll be great. You should come because you just heard what Ashley said. Let's get together. Let's have fun. Let's encourage one another to grow our business and our faith. We can't wait to see you in Northern Virginia, October 19th and 20th. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. Faithful Agents, we will see you next week. Hey, Faithful Agents, as always, thank you so much for joining us again. We hope you will continue to help us build the Faithful Agent community by sharing this episode with your friends, tagging the Faithful Agent group on Facebook, and by actually downloading this episode to help us beat the algorithms and get the good word out to other faithful real estate believers. Go to faithfulagent.com and click join our Facebook community to join us, and we will see you next week.